0: Hello and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So, if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Jane Austen, Hollywood stuntwoman, graduate of the University of San Diego Business School, co-owner of Hollywood Stunt Works, member of multiple committees in Los Angeles, and National Secretary Treasurer and Los Angeles Local President of the Screen Actors Guild America Federation of Television and Radio Artists, also known as SAG-AFTRA. Let's get right into talking about your exciting journey, Jane, and welcome. Well, thank you, Summer. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. So, thank you for being on the Core Women Podcast today. So, let's first chat about your journey as a stunt woman and what it was like, and how did you get into such a unique profession?
1: Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, it really kind of—I uh, I was going to say—fell into it, but I. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, but, um, you know, I, a correction there. I did not graduate from, uh, graduate from oh. USD for business. I attended there and oh, I, okay. I had left before I graduated, but just, I want to make sure that all my information is correct. Oh, but, to. um, I was on location and, um, an opportunity came up to fly co-pilot in a Huey 205 on a show called tour of duty. And, uh, that's how I got my SAG card. And uh, then discovered that actresses didn't really like being around aircraft, which I didn't have a problem with. And uh, just started doubling actresses on China Beach and Tour of Duty and other, you know, hanging out of helicopters and airplanes and things. And then uh, because of my helicopter background with my first husband, I started driving car commercials because we did a lot of car commercials because the camera ship was a helicopter. So, and then just kind of learned how to do high falls and car hits and stair falls and rams and air rams and ratchets and learned how to rig and just kind of come, here I am.
0: That's so awesome. And and what are those things, you know? And, And I can't believe you were on China Beach. That was like one of my favorite shows.
1: I- oh, yeah, yeah, the, I, I doubled the donut dolly, what was her name, the, the blonde gal, oh, and, uh, yeah, it's been because yeah, she hated being around the aircraft. Really? Oh, yeah. So that was, I love that yeah.
0: show. That was great. It, it was fun,
1: great. very
0: fun. So, well, that, it's such a unique profession, and I just had to ask you about it, because, seriously, I, you know, if I'm like, yes, I, ha- I haven't had a stepwoman on here. So it's like, what are some of those things that you mentioned? So tell me about how you further, you know, explored the profession and enhanced your skill set, because you also own a company, like a StuntWorks company, correct?
1: Yes, Hollywood StuntWorks. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check it out, it's HollywoodStuntWorks.com. And um, my husband now is a, a Kurt Lott. Is a stuntman and we met on the top of a 65 story building before he threw me off of it. <laughs> so I know I was like That's romantic. August 27th, <laughs> 1995. I mean, i I mean, literally, I literally fell for him that day, but I'm right, but uh, <laughs> you know, but he, um, he's amazing. He's been, I mean, we both have been doing stunts since the late 80s. I think he got in the, in the union in 86, I got in in 87. And when I first started, there weren't a lot of five foot ten stunt women. I think there was one other gal besides myself. So it was, um, you know, there's a lot of work for us. And uh, you just kind of just, you train, you learn, you find somebody like Kurt. Kurt taught me so much about like, he taught me how to do high falls um, the driving, I already kind of had down just because of all the car commercials. Because the first four years of my career, I mainly just drove for car commercials. Gotcha. And then, um you know, and then I get called to, you know, hey, you want to do a burn? I'm like, sure. And it's like, okay. And then you just you just find the right people to train you. And you're always training. You're always constantly um, honing in on your skills. Like last weekend, we had a bunch of kids over and we pulled an air ram out. And an air ram is a piece of stunt equipment that when you step on it it's attached to compressed air and it's a catapult oh wow and you yeah so you know we had one guy that's like going hey you know I have a job coming up to do an air ram I haven't ridden one for a while can do you mind if I come over and we're like no not at all so I thought hey there's like these two kids that I just absolutely love and I thought hey you know what I'll call them up see if they want to come over and and practice just because you know not everyone has an air ram a lot of people don't but It's, it's something that you want to be proficient, you know, and it's like, you know, you never know when you're going to get a call to do one. So, right. so you just constantly always um, doing that. You know, I mean, we do a lot of fire. That's kind of my big thing right now is, okay. is fire. And um, you know, if somebody says, Hey, you know, I don't know how to do a burn, it, you know, like, well, come on down. Cause we have a, a big property. Okay. And it's like, come on down, let's play with fire today. So, you right. know, we'll teach them how to, yeah, yeah. I love, that'll light you on fire. I like, so, like, just be this and buy it. I mean, you know, fire, fire, Yeah, exactly, you know, it's like, hey, come on. So, you know, I mean, and we'll set it up and we'll teach them, you know, how to do it or what it feels like or what to look for or whatnot. And it's it's really, a lot of it is we're a very tight community. Right. You know, and we're and, and Kurt and I are more than happy to you know if anybody outreaches it to us to help them that's because i mean we we are blessed i have had such a fantastic career doing stunts and i gotta tell you i love it it's fun it's exciting um and it's just to be able to have raised my family bought my home and live my life doing this i'm blessed that's you know so any way that we can give back absolutely
0: you know, Jane, I love hearing that because those who mentor are so special because they're giving back to society. They're teaching folks to hone skills and giving them practical skills to be able to do that. And I think that's so important. So for you to do that, I just you know bravo to you. So,
1: well, and you know, but also though too is um, that I you know when you mentioned my union service. Yes, yeah, so that, that I've been. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait for that then. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> wait, let's,
0: let's, let's get into that now. So, because I did want to ask you about your journey and how you took that turn into the SAG-AFTRA. And explain what that is to the listeners, because they may not understand, like, the impact that this is a labor union representing a lot of film and television actors, journalists, radio personalities, and such.
1: Right. Yeah, I am. I began my union service about 16 years ago. It was when I had my fourth child, and... I was, reality slaps you in the face, a 40-year-old stunt woman. you know, so you can, it definitely is, you know, a young kid's yeah. game, and even though I was still working a lot, it kind of was at this crossroads that Kurt and I made the decision, is that, okay, Kurt, you were going to really pursue your part of the career, you know, mine was starting to slow down, and all of a sudden, I realized there, there wasn't really any stunt performers that were you know, serving, and I want you to know that this is all volunteer work, so wow. uh, the uni- the elected is all volunteer, it's a non-paid position, Wow. so I got onto the board, and, you know, being the only stunt person, served on every single committee that there was, representing stunts, and then just kind of, I was on, and at that, that, that time, it was before the merger, so I was on the SAG board, and the After board, and then after the merger, I took two years off, just to kind of uh, regroup, and okay. then I started to serve again, and it was been the last four years that I was elected as the L.A. president and the sec- national secretary of treasurer. So L.A. Okay. is the largest local with 80,000 members, and nationally, we have 160,000. Right. So, um, and it's funny because it's the first time that a STEM performer, first time ever that anybody has had both those positions. And the first time I think that it's been a stunt performer, not a you know, because the celebrities uh, are the ones that get elected to these spots. And, um, and I'll tell you, it has been so fulfilling to be in a position because I mean, I'm the youngest of nine from a blue collar family. Right. And to have been able to have a career I've, never had to work any other job since 1987 other than a sag after or a SAG, you know, or a contract, a union contract, which is so important that I'm just a middle-class performer. And we're seeing that that is disappearing, that our members are working more and making less. And that's, that's a real, that's a big problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. So I made the decision to run for the national presidency of uh, the union and this election coming up. And it's really to advocate for the rank and file member and for our 23 locals, not the LA or the New York, because those are very, very well um, managed locals. But our 23 locals across the country, which is 46,000 of our members, um, they have very unique needs that I don't believe that they're getting the attention that they should be getting.
0: So when you're out there and running, and I think that's, you know, part of a great platform. So how are you going to meet those needs? Because you're right. If you've got several other people that you're representing in different states, and this is not just statewide, this is international, correct?
1: Yes, yes. We are the largest performers union in the world. Right.
0: So people come to you all the time and say, will you do this? Will you do that? So what is one of your... Let's see. A couple of your main goals, if you were to get this position as the national
1: president, what would be two of your main goals? Two of my main goals. Number one is I would really outreach to the, the twenty three locals. Mm-hmm. Well, basically this is what my platform is. And if you really want to see more detailed, if you go to my uh, website, which is JaneWorks W O R K S dot org, right. that has my whole platform on it. But basically, this is what I'm about. One. Protect our members who are working, and we protect them by negotiating the strongest contracts that we can and enforcing those contracts because production is just notorious with uh, trying to not follow the terms of our contract and underpay our members, Mm -hmm. and then also to provide the safest sets possible for our members to prevent injuries for not only our performers but for the whole cast and crew. Um, My second thing is to provide the tools for our members who are not working so that they can get the job. Offering panels and workshops and educational outreach from how to, you know, audition, what's a good headshot, self-taping uh, areas that we already have, too, in Los Angeles that, for our members because that's the new thing now. Instead of auditioning, people are being asked to be, uh, present self-taping. A lot of our members don't know how to do that nor have the Facility or ability to so I mean I think if every local had a place that they could go to do a self-taping for an audition it would be amazing Right, we have the LA conservatory and the LA conservatory for $45 a year we offer Hundreds if not thousands of classes throughout the year for our members to sign up and attend and take and that uh, That helps them to build their the tools for them to get the job. So well, That's fantastic And you sit on, do you sit on? And I would like to, well, the LA Conservatory, we've just, I mean, I've got an amazing team with the LA Conservatory with Sean Sharma and Kevin McCorkle and Kevin West. And and I would love for us to use how we reconstructed the LA Conservatory across the country.
0: Gotcha. Well, that, kind of like a
1: model, you mean? Yes, 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 because we've had such a success. You know, and here's the other thing too, since I've been president of Los Angeles, right. the first year we had 280 events for our members and, wow. you know, different workshops, panels. Uh, last year in 2018, we had 499. Holy cow. That is and that's all just amazing. being part of a member. That's part of the membership. And, the, and, but one of the things is that I believe in being inclusive oh, and I believe beautiful. in delegating. And there's so many members that want to get involved and the door is shut in their face with the way that things have been run right, up until this point. And I think one of the reasons why I've been so successful as the president of Los Angeles is because I delegate and I include as many new people as I possibly can. Because it's like the same old people running it over and over year I- after year. and. The business has changed. The world has changed. Our members have changed. Work has changed. Absolutely. So we need to change. We need to change with it.
0: I agree with that. And I love that you delegate. I love that you're inclusive. I love that you're coming from a different perspective in relation to being behind the scenes and also being a stunt woman where you can really address safety issues. Because if nothing else, you know, know very clearly about the safety issues, what's going to keep you safe and what's going to keep all the other people on that set safe as well. So and I think that is correct. Really important. Wow, that fantastic and congratulations and I can't wait to hear what what happens and how your journey evolves and such. But one of the other questions I have is what strategies because you have so much on your plate. I mean, you are sitting on multiple boards. You are the local president then running for a national president. And you own a business, so how do you juggle? What are your strategies to juggle all that you're doing?
1: I'm a woman. I'm multitask. <laughs> <know>, right? <laughs> what 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 more do I have to I know, say, I know, right? I, I know. You know, I um, <laughs> it, it's it's funny, you know. And I don't know if I can say this on air or whatever, but my one of my older brothers just goes, "Jane, I've never seen anybody." put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag (laughs) you can say that yeah (laughs) so you know so anyways um i'm very organized i'm very very organized and i i'm very good at time management i've always had a lot on my plate my whole entire life so it's not like this is anything new or different um i'm a runner so when i'm running that's where i kind of get things very compartmentalized in my mind Right. Uh, that's when I come up with my best ideas also.
0: Fantastic. Um,
1: but, you know, I mean, like I said, I've got lists, I've got a lot of lists, and I've got a big dining room table where I've got everything laid out on certain days, like today, for example. Um, right. But it's, um, it's, it's really easy for me. Oh, that's I, you know, I know a lot of people look at me like, going, oh my gosh, how do you do this? And I don't think twice about it because I don't think twice about it, if right. that makes sense. Well, it's it, it, just, it, it, this, this is my norm. norm. This is my norm. And that's
0: what I was going to say. If this is something that you've been doing for years and years and years, you're accustomed to managing and juggling and you know getting things accomplished. But my next question to you is in in your career, what has been a significant challenge for you and how have you overcome it? Because we we all have challenges and yet we do overcome them. And and some people are more resilient innately resilient, some others Um, have learned resiliency and some have both. So how have you overcome maybe that one challenge? What is that challenge for you?
1: Well, I'll tell you, there was one point in my career that for some weird reason, there was like, we were doing nothing but vampire and dark and like night projects or, or productions. And that was when my four kids were all little. And I had three kids at three different schools high school middle school and elementary school and then the baby and we were working nights and I literally would make dinner go to work get home make breakfast make lunches get everybody off to school try to get some sleep then had to do laundry and just you know pay the bills you know do like just your normal stuff and that was like for like three months and it was so hard because I just wasn't getting sleep, and I need my sleep. I'm one of those that I need uh, my sleep to be yes. able to function. But what I think it is in the in the bigger picture is that my family is the number one most important thing to me. Right. My kids, you know, my husband, um, now my grandkids, which I'm so excited about being a grandparent. Yes, is the best in the world. Um, but yeah, just, you know, just making sure that you just, I think what it is, is that I don't take care of myself as much as I should.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: but you know, it's like, we back to the other question about how do you do it all? Well, before I started doing, got really heavy into just doing the union stuff, I was also coaching. I was the manager for my son's football team. I was the room mom, the, the team mom, you know, all right. of that other stuff, you know, PTA stuff or whatnot. And um, and all of that was great because I was there participating in my kids' lives and stuff. But what I'm doing now, because my youngest is 17, he's gonna be a senior next year. Um, right now, what I'm doing is so fulfilling because it's helping so many people.
0: Isn't that and nice? And so
1: I think it's it's oh there is nothing there is no feeling in the world that when I have a member outreach to me with a problem that's huge for them, which is a piece of cake for me to point them in the right direction or get their answer or help them right. and they're so appreciative there's yes. nothing in the world like the feeling that yes I just made that person's life better right it's, it's awesome it is I so know. and this and it's like it's no no work for me to do that and, But that God has blessed me to be in this position to be able to do that that the members have entrusted in me to be there to help them That That is just, I mean, there's no bigger honor for me in the world.
0: Well, that's so nice to hear, you know, because it is so fulfilling. And I don't think people realize that the more they give and the more that they can, they have the opportunity to give back, how fulfilling it is and how enriching and what happens when you do that, you know, you get to meet more people, you get to network, you get to really help other folks. And it's just, oh
1: yeah. Yeah, Personally, I'm rewarding. discovering these. Yeah, I'm discovering these days that because I do have so many things that I'm involved with, I'm involved with the veterans. Um, I'm involved with the you know LA County Fed. I'm the chair of the Union Veterans Council there. I'm involved, you know, with the stunts, I'm involved with the LA Local and everything. And I've been meeting so many people in the last four years that all of a sudden my dots are starting to connect. Yeah, If, right. if you know what I mean by that. I do know what that
0: I, I know exactly it's a what you mean.
1: perfect example. So I was um I went to the LA Film School and I thought I was gonna be like teaching a class and I ended up doing this forum. And I was like, okay, this is fun. So I met this student that wanted that was a veteran that wanted to get into the music business. And uh, and he goes, Yeah, I know that you're you know would sag after, but you know, do you have any advice for me? And I said, You know what? Get send me your information. I'm going to get in touch with the president of the musicians union, John Acosta, and uh you know, let me see what we can do. So I just talked to John yesterday and I hooked the the student up with John. The student now is a member of the music musicians union and John's going to help him.
0: Oh my gosh. How I
1: cool is it. that? I I mean, love
0: that. I love it. I mean, how cool is that? That is so cool. I mean, that's, I mean I'm just so impressed and so, you know, I it, I love conversations like this because You're out there and you're doing things to help others. You're utilizing your skill set to, you know, raise awareness, to help others, to reach out. And people are reaching back. And that is so cool that you can actually lift other people up and support them. And and that you have
1: the ability to do that. And I love hearing that you're excited about it. Well, you know what? Like I said, I'm blessed. I am so blessed with the, the life that I've been given that, I mean, when we are blessed like that, we have to give back. Right. I mean, it's, you you have to, because right. it's, you know, you just pay it forward, you yes. know? I mean, and this is it, you know, I mean, there's a, there's, everything happens for a reason and, you know, I'm religious and I, uh, God has just blessed me. So. Yeah, well, I'm just doing what doing what he wants.
0: That's awesome. Well, my last question is, what words of wisdom can you leave the listeners with today? I think you've already given us a lot of wisdom, but what words of wisdom would you leave the listeners with today?
1: I have two things. The first one, be kind. Just be kind. Treat others how you want to be treated. You know, I mean, just when you get frustrated and it just, there's just so much, um, so much negativity in the world right now that you know if everybody would just be kind or kinder I think that it would be a different uh, landscape for all of us and then my second thing is be fearless do not be afraid do not be afraid to try do not be afraid of failure do not be afraid to take that leap because what's the worst thing that can happen they can say no Right. And then what I say to that, when people say no to me, I kindly ask, well, why? Right. And then you figure it out.
0: Absolutely. Well, great words yeah. of wisdom. <laughs> and thank you, Jane, for joining me on the Core Women Podcast today.
1: Summer, thank you so much. The This was such a pleasure. Thank
0: you. If you would like to know more about Jane, please go to her I Am Jane Austen Instagram page, her IMDb, IMDB page, or to JaneWorks.org. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women Home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about CORE Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the CORE Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.